Hello and welcome to Best Guard Boys, Austin's premier Mandalorian podcast. I'm Bob. And I'm Jarrett. And this week we watch Chapter 14, The Jedi. Just a note, we'll be talking about everything up to and including Chapter 14. Any guesses in terms of future plot points are just that, guesses. First up, Jarrett, on a scale of 1 to 10 Grogkus, right? Is that, is that his name? Groku? Grokus. Grogu. Grogu. Yeah. Grokus, what did you think? Oh, man. This one, again. Like I, Last week after the episode aired, I tweeted out, I was like, I can't believe how good the Mandalorian is each week. It keeps getting better. Like, I don't understand how that happens. And then I, I just, and then this, I retweeted that same tweet, just commented, still true, because it just gets better every week. It's so many ways. I loved this episode for not only its callbacks to, you know, getting to see Ahsoka on screen in live screen, uh, sorry, live action was by far one of the highlights of this episode, but also its tone, its presentation, and then even the sweet, sweet call out we got at the end of the episode, uh, the nice little name drop that we, we can talk about a little later, but all of it added together to just make a sensationally good episode. And so let's go through some of the cast of that showed up today. You talked about Rosario Dawson was there as Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. Also, one of my favorites, Michael Bean is there as Lang. I didn't recognize that. I was like right at the end of the episode, I was like, wait a minute. Is that Michael Bain? And then I saw yeah. him at the end. I was like, oh, it yeah, is. It totally cool. was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Diana Lee Inosanto, which I didn't really recognize her too much. She was there as Morgan Elsbeth. I don't know if you recognize anything from what has she done? I, uh, did, she did I didn't stunts. know her anything. Yeah. Yeah. Stunts and other kind of stuff. Um, pretty good uh, kung fu artist. Um, but yes, definitely the biggest ones were Michael Bain and Rosario Dawson. And so chapter 13, the Jedi, um, I don't know if I said 14 before, if I did, I was wrong. It was only around, only on chapter 13, the Jedi. It, uh, so, uh, then Jaren, the Mandalorian arrives onto, what is the name of the planet? Oh man. I totally uh, forgot to write that down. It's like <laughs> it's like Cordis or something like that. I think, yeah, so, that, something Cord. <laughs> but yeah, I right. forgot the one note I forgot to take where they actually <laughs> exactly. Were. Uh, and they find uh, a settlement there that where Morgan Elsbeth, the, that's the character. She is the um, the magistrate, an evil magistrate who is literally just milking that entire area for its raw resources for some sort of construction project. Uh, Lang is there. That's Michael Bain. He is her heavy. She has some mercenaries, a couple murder droids th- at her disposal. She's generally keeping the the settlers or the townspeople at bay. Ruth, ruthlessly kept under her thumb. They're being imprisoned and whatever. Just kind of enslaved. Uh, fa- she, facing her is Ahsoka Tano, played by Rosario Dawson. And so when the Mandalorian gets there, he he gets into into talking to the magistrate. He initially, I mean, I don't think anybody ever really thought he was actually going to go after the Jedi. He just needed to know where the the uh, the Jedi was going to be, right? But yeah, so he goes out. They team up. They find a bunch of truths about our little baby Yoda and come back and kick butt. And so I think that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Anything yep. more to add to that? No, pretty uh, pretty solid synopsis. Uh, but yeah, this one had lots of really good moments, though. 
like so many things. So where did you want to get into first? I guess maybe let's get into Rosario Dawson's portrayal of mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano. What did you think? I thought it was perfect. Like, I know she would have a different voice because, you know, it's Ashley Eckstein who voices Ahsoka in Clone Wars and Rebels and all of her other appearances. So I knew it was going to be a different voice. So that's still, even though it's, you know, I know it's a different person. It's still like, you mm-hmm. just have to like reg- be ready in your head. Like, okay, she's going to sound different. And so, but once I did that, it was like, oh, but Rosario Dawson felt perfect the the first time I saw her. I was just like, it's Ahsoka. She's there, and she's just as badass as ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- dual wheel- dual wielding uh, lightsabers, going through basically just murdering those hapless, I guess, uh, thugs if you want, if that's what you want to call them, out there. And she also had a little bit to say about our little buddy baby Yoda who did mm-hmm. not eat anything in this episode that I saw. Did you? No, he didn't. He, he, he refrained. Sure did. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah he- they didn't show it. <laughs> Including his actual name. Yes. A reveal I was not expecting. No. That totally caught me off guard. They started having this conversation like, wait, they're going to tell us his name. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to find out his name. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that part was very cool. So we find out what happened. He was raised on Coruscant, right? At the Jedi mm-hmm. Temple as one of the younglings. He gets spirited away by a mysterious figure. Of course, he doesn't remember anything because, of course, he doesn't remember everything, anything. Yeah. Right. And I wonder at like, what stage in his development, because he's 50 in this. Mm-hmm. Like so, and then st- the stuff with you know Anakin killing the younglings at the Jedi Temple and all that—that that was Revenge of the Sith. So that's like what twenty-five, thirty years prior. So like, I wonder if he's still this much of like a baby. What was his right. development stage at like twenty-five years ago? You know, when he was mm-hmm. half as old. Like, what? How much? So I wonder how much of that he would even really remember. Anyway, right. you know. Right. Oh yeah, totally. And when? And when do? When do they talk? Because Yoda could talk. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when do they actually start making words? Because I think by now, like, he's got to be close, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yoda, Yoda, when he died from extreme long age, was about 900 years old, I think, mm-hmm. or a little bit over. And so that would mean, what is, let's see, so what is one eighteenth? Like, so what is that? What, hold on, I got to ask the wrong person. Yeah, yeah, good. One divided by 18. <laughs> so he's the equivalent of about five years old at the okay. time. My five-year-old can talk. Yeah, he should so, be talking. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, Groku. But maybe he's like really traumatized. Yeah, and so um, Ahsoka Tano, of course, it's it's one of those things like Mando's just like, hey, why don't you train him? And she's like, no. Why do you think she's saying no? I think because, I mean, for the kind of the reasons that she was giving in the episode, just that she feels like he has too much, he went too long, I guess. There was like too much of a lapse and he's in too, because you even saw it when, in season one, when Mando and Cara Dune were just arm wrestling and Baby Yoda started to go after her, it's like he doesn't have control of, he just knows that like Mando is who I must protect. And, you know, and so she's afraid mm-hmm. that his attachment, if he ever heard anything ever happen to Mando or something like that or saw something happen to Mando, well, and then she gave him these heightened force abilities, I think she's just like, he's a loose cannon. He's already, you know, shown extreme force sensitivity and, you know, to be able to lift a mud horn. I think shows incredible skill. And so I think that she's just worried about if I do this and make him even more powerful, but yet don't hone in and control his emotion. I think it's just going to like, she's seen what that can do since she was around in the clone wars and saw like what Anakin eventually became with Vader. 
and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I don't think we want a, a Darth Yoda, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so she did what the only reasonable thing is to kick it down the down the line and to the next uh, phase of their their adventure. But right, because there's some sort of Jedi temple somewhere. That's mm-hmm. that's the next step in terms of their journey. Probably they they're not going to get there this season because yeah. we're into our last three episodes. But stuff is getting a lot more interesting because when the Sokatano uh, finally duels with the magistrate uh, Morgan's Elsbeth, she said the three magic words. Oh my god! What were they? Grand Admiral Thrawn. I yeah. lost it. Like, I just was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, my wife was sitting next to me on the couch Mm -hmm. as I was watching, and I was just like, I just sat up and was like, Mm -hmm. you don't don't understand. This is incredible. Like, I know Thrawn has come, has shown up in the Rebels show and stuff like that. And so, like, he's he's made his jump from books to TV already. But, again, there's something different when it's live action. And so, I think just getting to be able to see Thrawn that mean like that has to they can't just name drop Thrawn and then Thrawn never show up in this show in this show. Like yeah. he's he's coming. He's coming. And yeah, I they, cannot <laughs> I can't I can't handle it. I know it's time to paint someone blue and get ready for some major thing. And you know, it, it made me think they were talking about in the previous episode, no, two two episodes ago, they were talking about that one base freighter that was trying to get off to go meet a mysterious fleet. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's Thrawn. That's Thrawn's fleet. fleet. Yep. Which is crazy that Gideon is now no longer the big bad. Like, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. another big bad, which I think is Mm -hmm. really cool. They just like keep peeling back these layers. Yeah, I I wonder who would outrank who? Is a Moff a bigger than an admiral? Because isn't a Moff more of a like, aren't they like a regional governor type of position? So maybe they're more equal because I guess the only thing that would be higher would be like, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin, and he was like secondary to the to Vader and Palpatine. So mm-hmm. I feel like Moff maybe carries more weight, but I think you're right. It's the it's the it's the distinction of more like a governor political ruler as opposed to a military person. Right. But obviously they can command armies and all that stuff. So but, how how much did he get into how much did Thrawn get into the Rebels series? I uh, so that show, I still I'm actually still watching through that show, and I'm actually just now getting to where he's introduced, and that's not until season mm-hmm. three, and it's only a four a four season show, I believe. Okay, so he's in it for like the last season half. and a half. Yeah, yeah, but which was interesting because I definitely remember him very well because I was a big fan of those those novels that appeared oh. in, in the early '90s, Heir to the Empire by oh, Kevin so Zahn. Which it took me a long time to really get over the fact that they weren't making those movies as the next sequels. That's what um, I wanted. Then. You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was <laughs> it was an amazing story. Like they had, but anyways, the big bad was Grand Grand Admiral Thrawn, and also his what his little lackey guy, Captain Pelion, or whatever. Yes. For whatever reason, I really remember him, and he was a pretty good uh, bad guy. And so it kind of seemed for a while, people were like wondering, like, oh, like it's, it was such a great character that had to be sidelined because they sidelined all those books, mm-hmm. you know. But the, now they're kind of bringing him back, and so it's interesting that they are introducing him. So it's obvious. So. Do you think we're going to meet Grand Admiral Thrawn by the end? We probably, I think, right? I think it'll probably be sim- something similar to Gideon, how he mm-hmm. showed up for the finale of last season. I think that's when we'll see Thrawn. I, 
I don't know. I could see them maybe like take making that hold out and be the like the threat of season three, where it's like this mm-hmm. season only deals with us wrapping up Moff Gideon and like you know taking care of that in these last three episodes, and then like similar to I don't remember the which Marvel movie it was, but at the very end credit scene when you saw Thanos for the first time and you were just like, mm. oh, that's the big bad. I think they might do something like that. He's very quick. I don't know if he'll if we'll he'll get a lot of screen time this this episode. Or this time around. My other question about Thrawn, though, real quick, since you're a fan of the book series as well, his original one, how how much chance do you think that they'll bring in the Nogri, his like body, his like assassin right. force? Because that would be incredible too. Well, that that would be. It, it's, it would be very complicated because the Nogri uh, were impressed in the Imperial service by uh, Darth Vader, I believe, right? Yes. And so then the Nogri become almost. Then through whatever through the books, the the Nogri become prin- like Princess Leia's like uh, bodyguard, mm-hmm. you know. So that would be interesting. I even think about that. The Nogri would be pretty. Cool. I would just that's just always been the, the big thing why I wanted to see the Thrawn books, other than getting to see Thrawn as like the villain mm-hmm. of the trilogy, was because I knew if they made those books, they would get they would have to make the put the Nogri in, and they were just so badass. So I just right. was like, so it's just my hope. I'm happy enough that I'm getting Thrawn, but like <laughs> yeah. little little icing on the cake would be getting the nogri as well oh definitely what else did you see in the episode that you wanted to talk about uh jumping back to the very opening scene with ahsoka just laying waste to the soldiers that was very Mm -hmm. reminiscent and i thought very interesting how it was it felt very similar to the rogue one darth vader scene how how like foggy it was they couldn't see her she's just popping up out of the shadows and they're just terrified of her i thought that was a really well done scene she just got so many cool parts though cutting through that bell and chopping through the guy and then just making that badass pose just her her lightsabers in general they're white like how cool is that (laughs) and then uh and like gearing up to it when the fight, like right as she and the magistrate were about to square off, I was like, "This fight's going to be incredible!" Like she's going to get Ahsoka's going to get another great fight because in Clone Wars, have you watched most of Clone Wars or seen any Clone Wars really? Nah, a little bit, okay. a little bit. She in the later seasons starts getting some really good fight scenes, and so this came up, and I was just like, "Oh man, we're going to get another great Ahsoka fight!" And boy, did we! And I also thought yeah. it was cool to learn Beskar can deflect lightsabers. Which oh yeah, that's interesting. Which uh, Mando really got lucky because like you know Ahsoka attacks him and his first response <laughs> yeah. is to stick his go- both arms up to block her blades. And I was like, "Woo, you you placed a bet, my friend, and you are glad <laughs> that you did not lose." <laughs> and uh, but then yeah, just getting that whole fight with the magistrate was awesome. Uh, Mando's showdown with Lang was also really great. But I think the thing that I loved about it too is how much this episode felt like a samurai movie. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it like with magistrate and Ahsoka's standoff and just like Ma- even Mando's like taking down, it, it felt very, it just kind of had that feel of like a, 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 a samurai film. And I guess too, because that, that town, that settlement also had a very like heavy Asian influence in its, in its design and everything. And so I think that contributed to it also, but it just gave me that feel of like Ahsoka being the, and Mando both being like these, these Ronin in a sense that joined together to take down the common enemy. And I just thought that it, it just had such an incredible tone to the episode as well. It was just so well done on so many levels. Yeah. I de- Well, that's interesting because I, I definitely thought it definitely harkened back to like 
like old westerns, which you know mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff was definitely influenced by Kurosawa and like Seven Samurai and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, but the yeah the the little cat the castle just uh, structure definitely seemed more Asian and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, there's a there's a bunch of those things. The the showdown in the middle of the main street, you know, between Mando and Lang. Yeah, final. that felt like a big, yeah. like a duel, a duel at sunset or dawn yeah, or whatever. Exactly. You know, it did, yeah, and it did kind of have that like magnificent seven vibe to it too. I guess. Yeah, and then there's also just the final fight scene in the inner courtyard uh, between Ahsoka and the magistrate, which was pretty neat. With you know, and with a spear and two swords, mm-hmm. you know, that was definitely pretty awesome. And yeah, I, th- I think it was. I think it was definitely a really good. It was definitely a very good episode overall. Are you are you still it sounds like you're still not worried that they're kind of continuing to dig deeper and deeper into Clone Wars and Rebels plots. Oh yeah. You know, like, like drawing them in. Yeah, I I think that that doesn't bother me at all, like that they're doing that. Because I, <laughs> I think it's just it's it's cool. It, it's wonderful because it's a great blend of both. It's like they're mm-hmm. taking this show is doing an incredible job of blending this the prequels with the sequels. Mm-hmm. with those two eras because you're getting and even expanded expanded universe canon that had been you know knocked out because now we're getting thrawn we're getting boba fett back but now we're getting all these callbacks to rebels we're getting ahsoka we're getting clone wars stuff coming over too like i wouldn't be surprised if rex captain rex showed up at some point now but i just think the amount of stuff that we're again I, i'm just loving how much this season is fully embracing the lore and the outer reaches of the star wars universe and i am just absolutely here for it or what who we saw in episode one is rex right that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. not even not even boba <laughs> yeah because we're getting into the final three episodes right we yeah. got 14 15 16 and so last and last season that was definitely a straight run right into the final mm-hmm. and so now we know basically now mando and Gragku. by the way what do you think about no, actually having his name out there it's interesting because you know, yeah. but it's kind of the same thing. It's like, but we've been so used to calling him Baby Yoda. But I understand right. he can't stay Baby Yoda forever. But I like the name. Yeah. It it sounds good. Yeah, I was a fan of it. I was also at a least huge it's not something of- like Barney. You know, like oh, this is Barney. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I loved how how much again in this episode too. Mando was such a dad with like mm-hmm. he wouldn't when he wouldn't push the rock back to Ahsoka, and he's just like. Oh, like that disappointed sigh. It's <laughs> like, man, yeah. he's he's embracing this fatherhood thing. He's no longer just traveling companions. Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's sort of like, why? Well, I guess I can see why he would want to still want to bring him to this uh, Jedi temple. It's kind of like, why do you send your kid to uh, university to you know waste a couple of years drinking and stuff while he's supposed <laughs> to be studying? <laughs> you know, right? But maybe it's like the, kind of the same thing. So. It's it's almost like I don't know. Do you think he really wants to find? I think he'll be Groku? torn. Yeah, I, I think he'll be very torn about. It. I mean, he was even here. Like mm-hmm. I almost thought. At, I thought at one point in this in this episode when Groku wouldn't, Groku wouldn't uh, do the use his force abilities and stuff like that. And Ahsoka was saying like you need to connect with him. I thought Mando was going to take his helmet off. I was thought we were like, that close to being like take his helmet off, making direct eye contact with him and being like, Hey, come on, buddy. You can trust me. Yeah. I, I thought we were almost to be about, that was almost about to happen. So I think, yeah, I think Mando will be devastated when he has to give him up and take mm-hmm. it, you know, but I think, 
I think it's like even if Grogu doesn't become and like stay a Jedi or a Force user, it's like I think he does still need to get that under control and like ha- understand what he, what these abilities are so that he isn't you you know a, slipping to the dark side or using them for stuff he shouldn't. Right, because right now he's just kind of going around with his dad living out of their car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time for them to get he needs an education, he needs a house, he needs some sort of future. Yep. And so gotta get serious then if you're gonna be a dad, you gotta yep. step up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get a ship that any, works and runs co- consistently episode per, for episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what else do you got for us before we call it an episode? Uh, I think that was pretty much it. I I was just Again, floored by the, all the Ahsoka stuff. Yeah, blown away by the Grand Admiral Thrawn name drop. I, I'm very so. It's like so. Obviously, this is part of. It's now just where now it's just all figuring out where the pieces go. Where does mm-hmm. Gideon fit into Grand Admiral Thrawn? Because they surely are not a- acting independent of each other. But maybe. No. But like, I I seriously doubt that. So they're kind of like two sides to this one coin. How are they all fitting together? Where do the dark troopers fit into this? And of course the question that we're still, that I'm still asking myself since season, since episode one, when's Boba coming back? But you know, I've been treated with so many great treats this, this season. I'm just like, you know, he can wait till season three. If they need to bring him back. (laughs) I got that that glimmer of hope that he's coming. Yeah, I know they wouldn't (laughs) do that. Would they, would they just show him one time and then they have to show him. I mean, he'll, he's going to, that would be an incredible. That would be like the most unconnected fan service thing for them to do at this point. Other than if the only reason for bringing him back was to be like, "Hey, he's out there still." If mm-hmm. that was all they did that for, I'm kind of like, okay, but no, he's. He, I <laughs> think they have to bring him back. Like, I would right. be like, cool, you set him up for future projects, but like, let's let's bring him back here. This is where mm-hmm. he needs to be. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got a bunch of different people that that might be coming back towards the end of the end of the series. And you're, you don't have any spoilers, do you? If, you? if I ask you to make a prediction? No, right. I, I'm at this point. I'm clueless. Okay. So who do you, who do you think is going to come back next episode? I guess let's go through it. Bo-Katan. Do you think she's coming back for this final she, push? Yes. I think for in this next like three episode arc. Yeah. I think, I think Bo-Katan will be back for sure. Yeah. Uh, Cara Dune and Carl Weathers. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of split. I can't decide yeah. really if they'll be back. Like I know they will be useful in the fight against Gideon, but I wonder if that's all they'll be at this mm-hmm. point with how it's going with Mando more trying to work with Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. I kind of feel like they're that Cara Dune and, and grief might kind of like run a second seat. And they, so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they don't show back up again. Because Bo-Katan definitely brought his character forward more by just being Mandalorian and talking to him about being Mandalorian. Right. So it would be interesting to have them continuing that process. All right. Who else do we got? Um, Ahsoka, do you think she's coming back? Yeah. Yeah. I think think Ahsoka will show. I think at least on the finale, I think we'll see Ahsoka again. For yeah. this one, because and, I think I think there will be some kind of convergence in her hunt for Thrawn. She's going to learn. Oh, I need to be oh, going after yeah, this, right. this Moff Gideon guy. So I think that they'll converge at some point. I think she'll be key in helping take down Moff Gideon. And then our most uh, important prediction is: Baby Yoda going to eat something or drink something? I'm going to say that, that 
that's uh he's gonna eat something i'm gonna give that i'm gonna say for next episode he's gonna eat something again he's he's getting yeah. hungry he didn't they didn't show me at all this episode <laughs> yeah and i think he's gonna drink something like a, a nice bone broth which he likes mm. to yeah so that's what dad gets me he just drives me around his car and order me bone broth <laughs> just ramen. it's all he can it's all he can afford yeah well yeah i mean he, he has all this really fancy stuff but he doesn't have any money you yeah. know because <laughs> he's have to give it away like every episode to fix the razor press so i know <laughs> uh, all right jared i will see you next week when we talk about chapter 14 which is still untitled Ooh. all right have a good week i'll talk to you next week all right see you then all right bye